You are listening to Ayahuasca Talks on Radio Regent in lovely downtown Toronto, and I'm your host, Rebecca Hayden. Please visit us at radioregent.com and join our live chat, or connect with me at rebeccahayden.com. Hello there, and welcome to another edition of Ayahuasca Talks. We have Lynette Allen with us today. Hello, Lynette. Are you there? Hi, Rebecca. I am. I am. I am. (laughs) So great. So great to hear your voice today. How are things? Um, I heard you. You are uh, in a place where the weather is so much better than here. And right now, we're having such miserable weather. I like to hear about places (laughs) with nice weather. (laughs) Yeah, I'd like to tell you that right now. But it's been pouring with rain about an hour ago, and we had a, a massive rainstorm the whole of last night. So I'd like to. Say that story. Uh, be true. Okay, we'll save that for another day. All right. So, um, Lynette, you know what? I don't have my notes with me today. Can you do a little intro and and just introduce yourself and and the kind of work that you've been doing and all that great okay. stuff? Okay. Well, um, by profession, I'm actually a coach. I've been coaching for twenty years. Um, I've been coaching around the area of women for most of that time, all of that time really. Um, I've got quite a name for myself in that area, in that, in my field. I've written four books for women and I've appeared on radio and TV and on stage all around Europe and my books sell in four different countries and things like that. So I've done a lot of stuff around uh, female empowerment and equality and really looking into how women can find their voice and that's a really big passionate topic for me so that's really my background wonderful um, and i got into ayahuasca and what i'm doing now with a really strange route actually it was my husband um <laughs> that started all this mm-hmm. and that had a call for ayahuasca and i really 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 didn't have the call for ayahuasca at all um and you know it was just 18 months ago that this journey started for our family in, in terms of ayahuasca. Wow. And I really didn't want him to do it. I mean, I was very fearful and worried and scared about the whole thing. And I've been brought up, you know, like many of us have, to avoid the drug culture and anything to do with that. And for me, it was just I had no idea why he, at almost 50, was turning to this. I, I was like, what? Why? <laughs> and then he, he had his first journey and his first weekend. He was determined to do it. I was um, <clears throat> I wanted, obviously, to give him the freedom to do whatever he wanted to do, but I was very worried and scared. Anyway, he came home safe and sound, and, and he had a, a really fantastic time, and I had lots of stories of his visions, and it certainly sounded very interesting. But I heaved a sigh of relief and thought... Whew, at least he's got that out of his system now. We don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> little I did you wrong. know. <laughs> little did I know. I was so wrong. And then he said, I want to do it next month. I want it to become part of my spiritual practice. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I mean, I really didn't understand any of this. <clears throat> so, you know, Mark will do what he wants, right? Which is the good. It's good. It's very good. Um, but he went and did it again and, and and more and more times. And then slowly over those next few months, I could see his progress. I could see him changing. I could see what a difference it was making to him. 
And um, during that time, he had said to me, you know, um, I, I think we want to, I, I want to run ceremonies at home. I want to invite people here. And I'm like looking at him like I'm married to some crazy man. <laughs> like, are you, are you kidding me? Like you want to do this in our house? I have a five-year-old to look after. What, what you, really? <laughs> and so, and, and then he was in touch with um, a shaman who worked with us for all of last year, really. And, um, he said, and I want him to move in. And I'm just looking at him like, he's joined the crazy bunch. Like, I don't even know who you are. Who is this talking? And so the shaman moved in and we held our first ceremony here. And I, I don't know, over the past, over the next few times that we did that, and it was clearly a passion for Mark. He clearly was you know, called, called to do this. Mm-hmm. And I started to understand it. I started to understand it. And I, you know, I had a very good relationship. I built a very good relationship with Pitt, our shaman, who was here for a long time with his girlfriend, Paulie. And, and I really started to understand. And then one night I said to Mark, okay, it's my turn. <laughs> I want to try this. I want to do this. That's really amazing um, that, that you held out for so long, you know, that you had watched all well, this happen. It became a huge part of your life, and yet you still hadn't. <laughs> And what's really amazing about it is that I did you get any pressure from anybody no, to do it? That's no, wonderful, no, right? No, no, none, absolutely none. Like I mean, people just, realize you know, that it's I'm, it's too big of a thing to tell someone else to do. Oh, you can't. You absolutely can't. Yeah. And so, you know, I had it in around my house, and the topic of conversation most of the time was ayahuasca and journeys and um, consciousness and ego, and I, I just. I didn't understand any of it, but I sat there and I listened, and I, I got educated, and I think I was brave enough to say, okay, teach me what you're telling me is so great, and I had my own reasons for doing my first journey as well. You know, I'm, I'm not, I don't think any of us are a completely whole individual, um, not unless we reach Buddha status, so I had my own things that I wanted to, to see if I could help. Um, so I went into it that night and I was so scared. I mean, I was so scared. And I had this lady who had been, uh, who'd done a journey in our house that night before. And she was drinking a cup of tea with me in my kitchen. And she said, you know, I said, have you got any tips for me? Because, you know, I might host this, but I've never done it before. And she said, you're going to be here this time tomorrow drinking a cup of tea with me. And we're going to be talking about your journey. And I thought, oh, <laughs> I guess she's right because she did it last night and everybody else seems to be drinking tea the next day and having breakfast. I thought, yeah, okay, she's right, okay. And then Pitt gave me very clear words of advice, breathe and surrender. And I absolutely did all of those things and I completely went on an incredible journey. So, you know, that for my first one, I now realize that was a, a huge blessing and an honor. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I love what we do now. We've, we've seen, I don't know, between 350 and 400 people through here in just over a year, I guess. Wow. So even though I'm not an experienced drinker by any stretch of the imagination, um, I've seen a lot. I've, I've heard a lot from other people. I've looked after other people. I've spoken to them. I've um, sat with them. I've held their hands. I've right. listened to them. 
Yeah. I've been thanked by them. Um, I've made lifelong friends. And I really now understand this work and this medicine. And it just wasn't part of my culture. Yeah, of course. At all. Mm-hmm. At all. So, you know, I came from standing still. And, you know, you're talking to the girl right now who'd never even had a cigarette, had been drunk five times in her life. <laughs> I've heard this many <laughs> times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, in my teenage years, I really was just doing my homework, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've heard this a lot. So tell us about that first journey then. That first journey was quite amazing. Um, in fact, it was one of the things that I brought up to talk about with you because um, what ayahuasca has taught me is much more about self-care than I ever knew. So before ayahuasca, I'd started to get into um, doing 10 minutes of breathing every morning. There was somebody doing it on Facebook and um, she was breathing and you could just join in and do the breathing with her. And that was kind of my first introduction. And I, I started yoga at that time as well. So kind of settling myself in my mind before I started my day's work and that kind of graduated into um, me thinking about meditation which I had never understood how to do Um, and you know I'm like most women um, I'm an organizer I'm a nurturer I'm a mum I'm a wife I run a house we have our business you know at home so there's a lot that goes on in my head and my first journey, Mark had said to me, you know, you can direct Mother Ayahuasca. You can ask things of her. Mm-hmm. And she won't always give it to you, but sometimes she will. And particularly, you know, if you're near the end of the journey and you've done the work, you know, you can ask for things. So I was very keen to try this out on my first journey. And, and I was aware that I was going under and... and um, I was feeling the sensations that people said I might and half of me was trying not to panic and the other half was thinking, just let go, just let go, surrender, let go, surrender, let go, surrender, let go. It's okay, drinking tea in the morning, surrender, let go, drinking tea in the morning. <laughs> so I'm doing all that in my head and um, I thought, well, you know, now's your chance. You, you can talk to Mother Ayahuasca. So Mark, my husband, had had such vivid uh, visions, vivid, vivid visions. I thought, well, I'd love to see some of that. So I said, can I see Mark? And she said, no. (laughs) Just instantly, straight away. And I was really taken aback. I thought, ah, okay, I said. Can I see Livy, my little girl? No. And she said, you do too much rest. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) And I thought I was in quite a comfortable position. I was lying down. My breathing had really regulated, nice, deep breathes it breath in breath out and I thought well she's not wrong I do do too much okay I'm gonna rest and I had that night the most beautiful rest I have ever had I have never felt so at peace and rested and calm ever hmm and so it really taught me what that was I mean I don't think I'd ever had such a deep, beautiful rest ever. And so that really taught me that I don't really know what it is to rest Mm. and to really come down. And so 
from that moment on, I've, I really understood that this is about taking care of myself. Yeah. And I've, I've talked about that for many years. I mean, I've been a, a coach for women. You know, that comes up a lot. You must take care of yourself. And I've, in one of my first books, which I wrote a long, long time ago, I talked about that phrase, yourself, look after yourself, and the self being a different entity to you, the my, a separate entity. And that the, the self is yours to look after and yours to covet. That's a good concept. It's come up for me, yeah. actually. And, and so the concept of, you know, we take, say to people, look after yourself. Well, I don't mean look after the physical. I mean look after the self, which I have separated. I, I did that years ago. But ayahuasca has really helped me understand, obviously, that, you know, there's, there's a much bigger, different, more complete me mm-hmm. in the self than there is encased in this physical body oh, sure. that I walk around in. And it's really, I mean, God, how easy is it to get so consumed and carried away in everyday stuff, um, you know, burning the dinner or doing the tax returns or getting the car started or, or getting somewhere on time or getting a five-year-old ready and out the door on time. And you get so consumed with that stuff that right. you forget your pure, beautiful, powerful, intelligent essence yeah. is so there for you and you can call on it and you must protect it and look after it and think about it and honor it. Mm-hmm. And we do not do that as human beings. No, we generally and don't. So I, I've really learned that and other journeys I've had have really taken me to that place also. So I take better care of myself. And I've spoken about it for so many years, and I really have now started to understand the concept. I'm not sure there's more. I, I, I'm a, such a baby in terms of ayahuasca right now. You know, I know there's more. That is is a constant theme for me. This 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 child theme that I feel like, because you know, with with me, the guidance is just so constant, and it has reduced me to this state that I realize that all of humanity, it we're all like children just figuring it out. You know, in the face of this immense wisdom, (laughs) we are kids and we deserve that love that kids get when they're just trying to figure it out, you know? Yeah. And don't be so harsh on yourself when you don't know it or you can't do it or you do something wrong. Yep. (laughs) So so that was your first, had you intended to to do more like right away or did you sit with that for a while? I mean, that was a big night for me. I mean, it doesn't sound like a big night because I sounded like I'd got a whole load of rest. But, you know, there was a whole load of other stuff that happened too. And I, that was a really big night. And, you know, you have to remember so that what are the other things? anything like this. Um, I went through a rebirth. Oh, nice. As well. So that was my first cup was the deep, 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 deep rest. And the second cup, I really had a rebirth. I was both. I started to have um, what you, you go to sleep. I think those who are familiar with ayahuasca will probably understand this. When you go to sleep and you, then you suddenly jolt as you're going into sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to do that, which is quite common in ayahuasca. And then they got stronger and stronger and stronger. And they got quite painful um, and very, very regular. What? What got painful? And, the convulsions. Oh, these. Oh, okay. 
So that continued. They, they came thick and fast and very, very strong. And I remember asking uh, for help and uh, Pitt the showman came over and very briefly held my hand. And, you know, I know Pitt's style now and it's not to interfere or interrupt with process. Right. Um, so he held my hand very briefly and I squeezed it and it was just really nice to know he was there and then he kind of eased his fingers out of my hand and I squeezed harder and harder and I'm like no I can't talk to him because I'm deep in process but I'm like you're not going you're not going <laughs> and he did he did exactly what of course he should do and he eased my fingers out <laughs> wow I was like okay and I said I've just got to get through this I've just got to get through this and then towards and I was breathing so heavily you know and I haven't ever had the cause to breathe that heavily since I had my child, Livy, of course, in childbirth. And I just breathed really, really hard. And then when it started to die down and it started to, um, it was clear that it was over, um, I realized I'd been born. <laughs> and I was the baby going through the birth canal. And so I felt the contractions from that perspective. And I was also the mother giving birth to myself. Oh, wow, beautiful. Because I was, I was doing all the breathing like the mother would. Right. Um, I was, you know, in a physical sense, you wouldn't have known anything was happening like that. I was just lying on my side and I was just breathing very heavily. I had no concept of what other people were doing in the room at all. Um, and so there I had my rebirth and Pitt, when we were coming out of ayahuasca and getting our thoughts together he said does anybody have a song request in mind and I said happy birthday I think it's, I think it's my birthday <laughs> so yeah that was a very very big thing I've never ed I had never ever done anything like that and it was it was massive and the next morning I mean I had some sleep and we came down for sharing the next morning and I remember somebody trying to make conversation with me <laughs> just looked at them and went I'm sorry I really can't talk right now <laughs> I just couldn't and that's totally anything fine other than yep. what happened last night right <laughs> what the hell was that <laughs> but and, and then I thought well I've done it now and I'm really pleased I've done it I, d I don't have to ever do it again which of course I think a lot of us say <laughs> after I was because I've heard it before a lot Oh, you mean you felt you, then, you wouldn't do the, you wouldn't do ceremony again? Yeah, I didn't oh, think wow. I would do that for a long time. I thought that was big, that was massive. Thank you very much. Really enjoyed that. Started <laughs> to understand the concept of it a bit, but not doing that again. Wow. <laughs> the next month I went in again, and there is usually at some point during the medicine where I I go, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. And then I come out and go, six weeks later, I'm back in again. So I think that seems, I've heard that a lot from people who have oh, been yeah. drunk a lot. Sure. There were, <laughs> there were times when, you know, you just go, okay, this is it for a long, long, long time. I don't know if I I'll know, ever have to do this again. <laughs> yeah. I know. And then all of a sudden you're in ceremony and the circle is open and you're like, I'm here again. But that's part of it as well for me, you know, because the other part of looking after myself is making time for me. And I really, really, really love being in our yurt and being in circle because for that time, I am not responsible for Livy. I do not have to respond to any emails. There is nothing that anybody needs of me. 
I've got no distractions. I've not got my phone. I've just got me. Yep. For the whole night. That's such a privilege. Such a privilege to have that. And to share the whole thing, of course, with our guests and the beautiful people that we have here. Yeah. I mean, it's really incredible. It's a big part of it. For me, it's, it's... it teaches me over and over again that, you know, this is my time. This is my spirituality. This is my private space to grow. Right. And, and Livy sees that as well, you know, and I tell her, um, you know, this is mummy's time to grow. And she sees that and she hears that. And I think that's really nice that she's being taught that. It's important to look after yourself. And we talk about the strategies, you know, not all the time, but, you know, occasionally it comes up in conversation. Like I have, if I'm stressed, then I write down what's on my mind. And the next word that comes up, if I write down in the middle what's on my mind or what feeling I have that is really uncomfortable. And then I do like a word association game with myself where I go, okay, well, what follows on from that? So if I'm feeling fear, okay, what word follows on from fear? Guilt. Okay, guilt. Where did that come from? Okay, what... What word comes on from guilt? And then I would kind of work my way out of that place. And um, so Livy knows sometimes that I sit down and I write all these words down. (laughs) And I say, you know, this is my strategy for when I don't feel good. And you will have a strategy for when you don't feel good, when you're, you know, when you're ready. Right. You'll find your own way, but mummy will also help you if you want to know what mummy does or what daddy does because daddy has different strategies for when he feels Right. So let her know that she's going to have strategies. She's going to need that. So did that come from something that you had practiced before or did that, was that inspired by ayahuasca? No, I've, no, I've always, I've, I've done that for a long time. I don't know how long, mm. but before ayahuasca. Okay. I have done that for a while. So um, you were mentioning the the community that, that comes with these experiences. I think that that's so yeah. important, and that's something that so many of us miss, you know, because I think we're missing that in our lives is that, that kind of community yeah. that is not just regular every day doing the tasks side by side, even though many of us don't even have that. It's the, the deep, you know, sharing and connecting on this profound level kind of community, mm. which is something mm. that I think many of us crave because... You know, many people go to ayahuasca because they don't have that kind of intimacy with themselves, let alone anybody yeah. else. And then the level True. of intimacy you, you have with these people you do ceremony with is, is phenomenal. It's, it's really quite amazing. Oh, you know, it is because people come, these, these strangers come together in our yurt here. And, um, they, you know, they're, and of course they're nervous and they don't know anybody. And before they arrive, some, some people say, and I'm really not sure about sleeping in a yacht with lots of other people. Right. <laughs> we say, yeah, really don't worry after your first night of ayahuasca yeah. after your lifelong friends. Yeah. You won't want to sleep anywhere else. I mean, it's a fairly big yurt and we've been in in the morning sometimes just to, you know, tell them it's breakfast is ready or to check on something. Or, and you know, they have a whole yurt, right, to fill out equally. And yet, you've got 10 adults squashed up in a whole quarter <laughs> where they're all mushed in together and there's a whole load of bodies and holding hands and you know it's close this is really nice to have that closeness and they understand uh, you know each other's journeys not really each other's intimate journeys that's for the self but they understand 
the concept of it. Yeah. And but really, open. you know that if you try and explain something like this to somebody who hasn't done it, or somebody in your life that you're trying to convince it's a good thing that you did, you, you're not going to always be met with positivity and inquisitivity. So the guys and girls that you did it with are really the only people you can go, man, I just feel like this, or I just feel like that, or that was intense, or mm-hmm. that was the best thing I've ever done for myself, because only those people are really going to get that. Right. So how long was it until you decided to do this again? Another month, did you say? I don't remember now. Oh, well, it doesn't really I don't matter. Remember. I don't remember, but it, 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 I mean, at most, it was eight weeks. <laughs> most, I think. Right. It wasn't it, very long. It's interesting that, you know, um, and I think that this, this may be true, uh, we're also very unique, but it's interesting that the themes that you were so heavily invested in your entire life came up. I mean, self-care does for a lot of us, but sometimes it's taken to a whole new level with, with somebody who has that intense interest and has always. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yes. So for me, it's always been something that I've talked about, but, you know, I've been doing work with women for such a long time. Now I have ayahuasca in my life and now I understand it and now I've been educated and I've been open-minded enough to listen and to ask questions and to experience it. I now know that there is only so much I can do with somebody one-to-one without ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. Because I know that it fast-tracks everything. And so it's kind of like I've been perfectly happy driving you know, a Fiat Panda all these years because it's fine and it goes quite nicely and it's quite nippy. But then you put me in a Ferrari and I think, oh, come on. (laughs) I really don't want to get back in the Panda. (laughs) Really? Do I have to? I I feel a bit like that because the work I know I can do with women in ayahuasca, which is my passion, is so much more intense. And actually, I have a women's retreat here in a few weeks time and we're going very tribal it's (laughs) complete women a medicine woman from costa rica who is adorable um i've got lots of lovely things planned but the point is it's a safe space for women so that i can do my work with them during the day and pepper that because i'm not uh, capable, far from it, of uh, serving or anything like that. I'm, I'm nowhere near even aspiring to that. So I right. have uh, somebody in who's, who that is what she does mm-hmm. brilliantly. Um, yeah, not everybody's meant to do that. What I do. Hey? And not everybody's meant to do that, right? I mean, you're no. doing what really suits you and where your where your gifts lie, which is sure. which is wonderful. It's what we all need to start doing. Sure. And I think I'm mixing what I'm doing or my aim is to mix what I do and what I have done for such a long time in the daytime with what I know ayahuasca can do in the evening right so so I can't wait to see what what happens so tell me about your next experience my next experience well or whatever experience you want to talk about you've had you've had many now right self-care so I think one of the the next ones that I wanted to talk about was the 
dark side of ayahuasca as well. So I've had many journeys where I felt really good and um, I felt quite relaxed and, you know, it's it's been intense, Mm -hmm. but it's been a very good journey. I've had a, a couple of journeys where it's just been hard and I haven't really been able to articulate right how it's hard it they've been very confusing so a really good journey to relay of course is I went in with this intention and um that's what I saw and this is what I felt and I I knew that I was being healed and then at the end of it I knew the work was done and you know that's a really good story to tell isn't it and it makes perfect sense but you know that journeys don't always feel that that you know that skeleton and that the light and dark is, are both good. And to date, I say, to date, I've never had a hugely scary, traumatic journey. But I have had some hard journeys where they've just felt very confusing and very disorientating and just hard work. Mm-hmm. And in fact, after one of them, I remember just, coming out of it just feeling so intensely grateful that I, I got through it and I thought, you earned your stripes tonight, you know. You earned your stripes. I was so proud of myself, mm-hmm. so proud. Because sometimes it's just tough and it's what you're faced with and what, you know, what happens. But that's the darker side of us all. I have had one journey in particular where I wanted to focus on helping me to take negative thinking out of my thoughts and replace it with positive. So that was my intention. I forget how I praised it, but get rid of anything negative and replace it with positive. Get rid of the negative, replace it with positive. So that was my intention going in. Um, And deep, deep, deep in that medicine, there was a a point at time in time where I visited a room and I knew that it was the depths, depths, depths of my soul, the deepest part of me, and it wasn't pretty. Mm. It was a toxic, toxic environment. It felt toxic. It felt very dirty and um, I couldn't breathe properly in there. Um, it was filled with black smoke. And I could see my body and I could see two men in white protective clothing, you know, like it was some kind of acid-filled room. Oh, wow. They were in white protective clothing and they were taking all of the black toxic smoke out of me. Hmm. And I knew that they were there to do me good. It wasn't a frightening journey at all. It wasn't frightening. And I was breathing very intensely, very heavily. Um, my, my breathing was very rhythmical and I was really taking it in and I knew that every breath I took, I expelled. I was helping them to take this black toxic smoke out of me. And I was breathing in and breathing out and breathing in. And, so, and it, took, it seemed to take forever. Right. Um, but then at one point I remember it seemed to finish and there was no more black smoke and, and the job was done. And I thought, okay, so... Everything, and I felt so, so clean. Mm-hmm. Everything's gone. All that black smoke, all that toxicity is gone. It's just disappeared. That's amazing. And I felt incredible. And I thought, right, well, 
I guess now's the time to put the positive in. Like, I don't know how we do that. I don't know what happens. And I'm lying there because I'm still deep in the medicine, but that part of the journey is done. And I had my right ear, I was lying on my side, my right ear was into my pillow. So nobody could speak into my right ear because I was laying on it. And my husband's voice, very, very clear, whispered into my right ear. And I was so convinced he was there, <laughs> I flipped my head round and opened my eyes into the yurt. And he, of course he wasn't there, I was in a room full of but room full of people we were there together but Mark was not there and I just smiled and I thought oh this is amazing and I put my right ear down and he, he just whispered into my ear and I just knew that he was filling me up with positivity and I didn't know what he was saying I couldn't hear the words mm -hmm. but I could almost feel his breath in my ear you know it was so close and so beautiful and so filled with pure positivity and I knew he was there in fact I wouldn't have been surprised I thought to myself if he was dreaming about me or talking to me whilst in bed right in the house. yeah I've had and my own experiences point, which, like that yeah which he wasn't actually he was fast asleep he really didn't have anything like that but I wouldn't have been I would have been not surprised had he had a very vivid dream it was so so close and then that went on for ages, and then very slowly I came around and just huge gratification. And I just knew that all that toxicity had gone. Right. And you were part of doing that too. Like that's a really important um, thing that happens sometimes where, I mean, some people have had some pretty strange experiences around that where it's not... And, and I don't know um, what is considered to be strange and not strange in that world because it's all pretty unusual. <laughs> but um, yeah. some people have approached those situations with, with a lot of fear. Oh, my God, what are they doing? What are they doing to me? Whereas, you know, and, and there's no judgment around that. It's just where they're at. And it just means that other work has to be done around that. But it's great when you can actually be the ally with these spiritual allies to yourself and participate. Yeah. And that's something that I've, I've grown to start doing as well because I have, you know, dreams of that nature. And, and this happens a lot, this clearing out of the darker stuff. And, yeah, when you can help, it's great when you can participate. But it's important to know that the darker stuff is there. Mm -hmm. I think the human part of us, is so keen to be perfect and so keen to be pure good that we just we don't like to look at any of the darker stuff of ourselves. It's just not pretty, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not talked about very nicely. And every magazine you open, it's about how to be correct and how to be perfect and um, you know how to think positive thoughts all the time. And yeah, that's just not reality. We're humans, and we we came here, I believe, to experience both light and dark. And so it really shouldn't be a shock to many of us when we go through something dark, yeah. or where we have to learn really tough lessons or where we have, when we're thrown out of our comfort zone and we have to go, right, okay, let's stand on our own two feet. Let's see what happens. Well, it really shouldn't be as big a shock as it is right. to many of us. Well, the truth Yet is... it continues to be a massive shock for us. Right. Well, you know, we've had we've had a lot of dark, dark experiences in our lives. Um, we just don't always see them that way. And when it happens in ayahuasca, it's a little more obvious and pronounced. And 
Yeah, so it, it can seem pretty disturbing. But but I think if you can see that it's there and we can learn from that and it's there to teach us something. Absolutely. And it's there to push us to growth and to call us to grow. Then we can start seeing that and appreciating that more rather than, oh, I don't want to see that or I don't want to feel that or no, I didn't mean to show me this. And <laughs> you know, Then you've got like, Oh no! Please, just the pretty stuff. Don't wear the pretty lights, you know. But it's not about that. This yeah. is about healing your soul and yourself on such a deep level that we have to face our dark side and love that as well as our light side. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of conversations going around about that and about shadow work and all the rest of it and I think that we all have we don't always have the same experience of it um a lot of this hard work is done so that our life can be more filled with our real life here could be filled with more yes. more of those pretty lights you know that we can and it is well, yeah. we just so that we can see it um and and that confusing uh those confusing journeys I had they were one after the other where they were just really hard yeah, and yeah. difficult to get through. And um, they were just really tricky. Yeah. And yeah. I just, and the next day for sharing, I said, well, I don't really know what to say other than I don't understand any of it, but I am trusting the medicine. And in the coming weeks, I have grown. And I, I can't really explain how I've grown. <laughs> yeah. But I have developed inside so that what I'm facing with now and what I deal with now I'm dealing with it completely differently yes to how I was taught to deal with things or how I mimic other people dealing with things right I'm dealing with it as me now and I'm dealing with things stronger that's true and I think that's really key there's some very nuanced stuff that happens and we're used to wanting to see a process and wanting to understand things in a logical way. And sometimes these experiences are just not like that at all. They're very nuanced. And it's and not our place to understand it. Not always. Sometimes you know, there's some, the, some no. really deep uh, insights that we get. But other times there is, there is this element of faith that we have to have. And as you said, you know, if we trust it and we, and we, tough it out we do what we need to do we experience the things we need to experience and trust that our intentions led us there that ultimately we are going to you know change on some fundamental level and it doesn't have to be called this or that we just the reality kind of shows us the result right and we see it all the time yeah they change so fundamentally particularly i find after very difficult journeys Sure, they're the best. <laughs> well, they are, but you know, you try telling somebody who's had a very difficult journey that this is a really good thing. Yeah, <laughs> they I have know. To feel it, and they they can only get there when they've felt it. Yeah, and so I s- because I've I think because I've seen so much of other people's stuff that if I get something that isn't comfortable or that feels just really hard or difficult, I I think. Uh, she says, thus far, I've been able to look at it and go, I don't understand this, but I trust this. Yeah. I trust this. It's tough when you're in it, you know, and that's another thing that I've experienced that coming out of the dark ones, sometimes it's not gone. And I ask about that all the time. And 
what I'm told is um, that this is just resonance of the experience that you had, and just be patient, and, and it'll dissipate. Yeah. And and it just yeah. takes time. But I'm thrown back into those states sometimes in my life because of you know just the inner work that I'm doing, and. It's what's very difficult is when you're in it, it's so much easier to see from the outside. But when you're in it, it's very hard. And stories start to attach to these states that we go through, these healing states. And as long as you can avoid those stories, yeah, then it's so much easier because you just say, ah, wait, I'm starting to think like this because I'm in this state and it won't last. And it's for the purpose of healing. And I'm just going to stick this out (laughs) and not let it drive my experience, you know. And it always does. Yeah, you always see the other side. That's true. I've seen it work so many times on such a deep level. Even though I'm a real newbie, I I kind of, I have more faith than most at my level, I think. I like how you described it, though, that that it isn't indescribable. Like, you've had tough experiences, and you can't say how it was difficult. It was just difficult. And I think, yeah. and I've had many, many of those and in and out of medicine. And sometimes we just have to feel this energetic state that is so unhealthy that is what we want to get rid of, and we have to experience that if we're going to be oh. able to, you know, to move beyond it. And it's it's it can be very an ugly state to be in. <laughs> And but then healing is healing is that way. I mean, healing isn't rainbows and you know unicorns, hey? Right. It's, well, it can be actually. It can be, but it can also be difficult. Yeah, sure. And I think we have to, you know, every time we go into medicine, I think most of us have a healthy respect for what we're about to do, mm-hmm. and a humility that says this is my intention for tonight and I trust whatever comes. And you can't do any more than that. Right. And if you're if willing to put yourself in direct light, you know, shine a light deep inside and see and feel what is really there, then you must accept what is really there even if you can't see it in your human life. And I know that it's being healed, and anything that's being shown to you is being shown to you for a reason, and even though your human brain might not be able to comprehend it. Yeah, well, this is true. Um, we can only kind of get so much, and that's another thing that, that I've been taught a great deal about. Because um, when I first started having this dialogue, I was full of questions. And, um, yeah, it was it was hard to resist asking all these questions, and eventually it got to the point where, it was just made very, very clear that some of these questions I couldn't conceive of the answers, so it was pointless oh. kind of giving them. <laughs> and um, and and then I was shown how unimportant a lot of that was anyway, and yeah. redirected towards the really important stuff, which is always you know they always redirected me back to me. And it's like this is where the work is. This is where the work needs to be done. You know, oh. so that's that's something I got used to and became a very powerful thing. So, um, this goes on afterwards, too. We've talk, talked about dark experiences in ayahuasca, and then there's also this integrative piece we were talking about, you and I, on the phone or um, yeah. earlier, about the fact that people will go home and they will go through these states again, um, these these uncomfortable states. And I think yeah. that it's it's 
we've, I think that a lot of us have been in these states. We just we weren't as aware. And ayahuasca creates this in, this heightened awareness of things. Um, and so okay. you become aware of being in those states more than than normally, and it it allows you to navigate it if you choose. You know, if you if you choose to, if you um, if you see what is being shown to you, um, I think it's really important to you know if you haven't got people around you to support you in your post journey. I think it's important to stay in touch with the group and to um, keep that level of self-care up. So think about a ritual of meditation for yourself, stick to your clean eating, um, get some fresh air every day, you know, do the things, journal about what you're feeling because that is the key to being able to just gent- more gently move through that time period if it's harder. Yeah. But if you if you are around people who don't understand what you've done, don't understand the healing that you're going through, then it can look really, you know, as if you've come back in a worse state than <laughs> absolutely than you arrived. Right. But you know that's it's, we we know that that's just not the case that big things take time to work on. And our on a cell level, we need time to adjust and for things to settle. And when they do, it, you know, it's really valuable, valuable stuff. We've seen people <clears throat> change on a huge level. Sure, all the um, time. All the time, and it's just magical. Mm-hmm. But they have to do the work, you know. Ayahuasca will open a door, but you have to be prepared to work with her and to to work with that energy. Yeah, you know? and agree to do it. Agreement is is a huge thing. If you fight it all the time, then yeah, it's going to work against you, just like anything else. And and trust yeah. is a big part of it too, because when you start to feeling these <laughs> these not so great states, trust is is a huge issue. Um, but it can be an, an extremely powerful thing. Just like in the journey, when we feel these dark states, there's a potential there for huge, huge healing. There is when we come back as well. Um, and, and yeah, totally. There's all kinds of wonderful tools out there, and and you know you'll find them. Everybody will find them if they're ready and they are open and saying, "Okay, I do want help with this, and and I want the kind of help that's that's good for me." And and they'll find it. There's all kinds of unique yeah. things out there that are happening these days, which is wonderful. Um, so is there, are there any other um, uh, ceremonies you want to share with us? Well, there was a nice, an, another, I say nice one. It was very hard, again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I, I've heard of people, when they, they go to an ayahuasca ceremony, and I've seen it here once particularly with a guest, which was really... Um, very clear. She turned up and she was um, <clears throat> ill, very ill. And I thought, she's she's not fit for ceremony. Hmm. And um, I was educated, <laughs> shall we say, uh, because her body had already started to go into oh. an ayahuasca state. Yeah. And of course, I had no concept of that. I didn't understand that at all. And when I went into a ceremony uh, at the beginning of this year, 
I was due to go into ceremony that night and we had the facilitators and everybody here and I had this terrible headache, real bad back pain. I've suffered with back pain for 30 odd years, debilitatingly so. I mean, you know, I've there was a time where I didn't, I was uh, laid on my back for six months because I couldn't walk. So oh, a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And I now know, because I'm in my mid-40s, I now know that that is uh, my stress response. But I'd rather like it not to be, you know. I mean, I'm sure there's another stress response that I could, you know, which gives me such a terrible headache. And when it comes on, I know it's going to last three days. You've got the, the, oh, okay, the back is going, my back is going. And then day two is definitely gone and I'm in severe pain and I can't look at a computer screen and I can hardly move. And then day three, it's like starting to dissipate and, and, and I can help that with some stretching at that point. But that's a whole big faff, right, for if you get some tension in your life. And I had that on the day of ceremony, and, and I said to the facilitator, I'm, I really don't think I can sit. I feel so sick, and I feel so poorly, and my back is in so much pain. And she just looked at me and smiled and said, you know, that's crap, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I went, yeah, kind of. <laughs> she said, why do you think your back has gone now, Yeah, tonight? Yeah. When you know you're going into ayahuasca. Oh, absolutely. And I'm looking at her like, I hate that you're right. <laughs> I hate that. She's just laughing at me saying, bring it into ayahuasca. Just bring it in. Yeah. In fact, she's so helping I you bring that about. To, I really thought, I'd just rather go to bed. <laughs> I feel so bad, you know. My back is in two and... And I feel so sick already, let alone with the medicine, you know, you think, oh, man, seriously? Yeah. And she just looked at me and said, you know, this is your call. It's time to get rid of this. How long have you had this? And I said, 30 years. And she mm. said, oh, come on, take it in. I'm like, okay. So I took it in and I said, you know, I, I've had enough of this. Take this away. So the medicine took a long time to come on that night. And when it came on, my goodness did it come on so I had uh, spirits they, they were kind of um, Indian men in headdresses uh, sort of flying at my face really flying into me I think three so indigenous spirits yeah. from, from where in the yeah. world would you say I don't know they looked Indian they looked like red Indian so they looked like um, First Nations in North America then yeah, yeah, to me, they, they had feathers in their hair, you know, in their hair, and they had war paint on. And But I didn't, I wasn't worried or scared by that. I thought, in fact, I think I remember saying to myself, oh, hi. <laughs> 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 they flew into my face. And then they were working on my back, and they worked on my back all night. And they started at my top vertebrae, and I could feel them taking off their negative energy and then they'd do a little bit of work and then they'd purge right behind my ear. And there was nobody else right behind my ear. Mm-hmm. There was nobody else next to me because the, the lady next to me spent much of the time not next to me, if you see what I mean. She was somewhere else. So there was nobody else purging behind me. Um, so they would clean a bit of my spine and then they would purge and they would clean a bit more of my spine and then they would purge and they just cleaned every single vertebrae right the way down my back. And when it got to my lumbar region, my back just went very, very warm, very, very hot. 
comfortably so, but it was clear that, oh, wow, this is some energy going on here. And then it took uh, equally as long for me to come out of the medicine. And I said, actually, I said, they've worked on my back all night, but it's not done. We're not done. They didn't finish the job. I felt like they hadn't finished. But I have to tell you, that was in January. Hmm. And one thing I know is I have not had the bad backs that I would have had before. In fact, I've had huge weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks without that pain. Hmm. And I think I might have had it twice where I have felt that tension come back into my back and it's lasted one day. It's just nowhere near been as bad. Wow. It's just absolutely not as bad at all. Yeah. That's incredible. So it would have been three days, and if I've had it, I think I've had it twice, and it's definitely been no more than one day, and we're done, and I'm back. So tell me, are you aware now when you feel it building up? Like, do you start to feel it building up? A lot of the time we feel the pain, and we go, oh, God, where did that come from? And then we have to trace back to the building of the tension and how our do body responds. you mean responds. That the cause of it in normal everyday life? yeah. So do you feel that? Like, do you go, oh, here, it's building again? Well, it can't, for me, it always comes on quite quickly. It doesn't tend to build nice and slowly, so I've got time to do something <laughs> about it, or at least I'm not aware of that. Right, yeah. Because um, all of a sudden, my back is really sore, yeah. it seems, and I think, oh, and I think, what's, what's on my mind? Why, why am I stressed? I don't feel stressed sometimes, and then I... There'll be something, and I'll think, ah, oh, okay, probably that. Yeah, I've gone into ceremony with, with migraines, and, you know, some people who are like, oh, I can help you with that. And it's like, no, ayahuasca is bringing this on for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> and it's happened a couple of times, and, and I carry tension in my neck, and I get sciatic pain and in my hips now. And, um, and yeah, but I, I, I'm starting to feel it come on now. Like, I'm starting to be aware of when my body is starting to tense up in those areas. Mm. And it doesn't make it stop immediately. I could stop it immediately, but then it, it does it again. And it's just there's an awareness around it now, and it's sort of like, I think it's just a long process, and you go, okay, so... I have a lot to learn. But, you know, most of it is, is learned behavior. Sure, over years and years. Yeah, Over years and years and years. So it's... You know, I don't know that we can unlearn it in five minutes or no. in one evening, but I mean, you get time. much, much further than than uh, any chiropractor I've ever been to. Or, oh, sure. And I've tried lots of things, chiropractor and osteopaths and acupuncture, and I've done lots of things, and, and it's always helped for a while. Yeah. <clears throat> and then we're right back to square one again. Yeah. So I just think ayahuasca is such a powerful medicine yeah it's incredibly empowering I've seen it work in so many different ways so many different ways but I think well I know I'm not done I mean gosh who is who is actually done I'm sure I know that there's so much more to do but oh, I'm yeah. enjoying this journey and and enjoying understanding more and more mm-hmm. and I want to understand how to work with this medicine and how to to fulfill my life with this medicine. And I'm so That's what I want to do. We're coming to the end of our time. We have another show coming up, so we're going to have to wrap it up soon. Is there anything else that you want to share with us before we, we wrap things up? 
I think, I mean, I always knew this before, but ayahuasca has highlighted it, that making oneself whole is the job for oneself. It's nobody else's responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's not the person we're married to. It's not our mothers. It's not our fathers. It's not our children. There's no one else that is responsible for making us happy or whole other than ourselves. And if we're not there, we have to get there. I saw something on Facebook today earlier that it said, I couldn't find the light at the end of the tunnel, so I, I made it myself. <laughs> I lit it up myself. I decided to light it up. And that's it. It's your life. It's your body. No one is responsible for it other than you. Right. Do the work. Change. But you are responsible. That's perfect. That. Perfect way to end the show. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your stories with us. It's my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. You are listening to Ayahuasca Talks on Radio Regent in lovely downtown Toronto. And I'm your host, Rebecca Hayden. Please visit us at radioregent.com and join our live chat or connect with me at rebeccahayden.com.